Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your girls. I'm Rissy and I'm Shelves. And this is the podcast. I totally relate. Oh, yeah, there they are. Oh, cute. Okay. I think it's cute. Okay, we did it. Bam. We are rolling. I'm going to put that maybe just like on my lap. Yay. Oh my gosh. Okay, we did it. Okay, that's perfect. Yay. Yay. Okay. Oh my gosh. We did it. We're here. Party on, party people. Woo, woo. (laughs) Yay. This is actually so much more fun. Um. I feel so good today. It's Wednesday and I literally am feeling so good. How are you? Yeah. Well, you know, I feel so special about Wednesdays. Mm, you today do. Today was none other than a normal special Wednesday. Mm, I know. It never falls short for us, right? Yeah. I went to um, treadmill class mm. and I did long sets today with Nicole. Shout out to Nicole. Ooh. She is... Uh, She's relentless. What do, what does long sets mean? Like eight minutes. So, of like a spurt. Like, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So bef- without recovery, we went eight minutes. Usually, it's like two or four minute sets are pretty normal, but like eight minutes are really long. Sometimes Nicole has she's had me doing fifteen minutes. She has a fifteen minute set. Damn. And it is long stretches, and it's so good for your training, but it's a bitch to run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that sounds it, like I was thinking like oh a two minute. Like, that would be really long. Yeah. Eight minutes is long, dude. Yeah, no, that's really, really, really long. long. I mean, you can get a a mile in less than that. And Mm -hmm. so it's a distance. Eight minutes is a a distance. So, Um, so yeah. Oh, you want to know what? What? Oh, my God. We're perfect for each other. And we're perfect for this moment. (laughs) Tell me more. Because what we're talking about today is... uh, Morning routines. Mm, that's right. And morning I routines. I just jumped in heavy <laughs> to mine. And so maybe that's we should right. like scroll back a little bit and mm. give some like info and some context. Yeah. Okay. For sure. You want to well, jump in? Yeah. Well, didn't you say we have like a cutie pie friend who requested that we talk about it? Yeah. We got asked to talk about directly about our morning routines. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> and I'm really excited because... Truth be told, listeners, morning is my most favorite time of the day. Like, it's literally my favorite thing, waking up in the morning. <laughs> I love it so much. Do you feel the same? I do, you want to know what? I do value a, a good morning. Okay. I do. But I do think you are queen of this. Oh, like, I, I pale in comparison. <laughs> and so I can't wait no. for you to, like, you know, speak on. Woo. Um, yeah. Okay. So some of the questions that we had concerning morning routines is how the heck do you make one? Like how the hell do you structure a morning routine? Um, and so I wanted to just maybe share what mornings are to me and how I like move Mm -hmm. throughout my morning. And then I'll share with you how I got here because it didn't just happen overnight. But I genuinely think that if you want to take your power back, start a morning routine. Okay. I think that that is where all of your power lies. And the biggest number one, my, my number one um, rule or like my must do is wake up with gratitude. Okay. 
And I'm talking in, you know, you know, when they say like waking up on the wrong side of the bed, mm-hmm. that's a real thing. Like waking mm-hmm. up and like feeling angry yeah. or like not ready or anxious or mm-hmm. you know like whatever sometimes those morning fills can yeah. be like a dread sometimes it's like a sick feeling in my tummy um but gratitude and I know that sounds cliche um but if you can just start to make a practice of your first conscious thought of your awareness being one of gratitude and sometimes mine's simple sometimes like mine's um I'm grateful for the pillow underneath my head I'm grateful for the roof that I'm looking at and seeing um, or my alarm that woke me up that is annoying as fuck or whatever it is. But um, in some, you know, uh, some mornings you wake up and you're just naturally happy. Um, But I'm learning that, yeah, your starting set point isn't always given. And each morning you have this opportunity to show up and give to you. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not a mom and I know a lot of my friends are. Uh, and this can be difficult, I think, with littles. But I think it's almost even more important is even if you can just wake up five minutes before your littles rise out of mm-hmm. bed um, just to so that you're the one who's waking yourself up rather than like responsibility calling you out of bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause when yeah. I was younger, that was always the hardest, like yeah. responsibility calling yeah. you out, you know? Um, and when I was younger, I used to just do my responsibilities throughout the day, use my nights to jam pack it full of whatever social activity or homework or, you know, whatever needed done. And then I was, sleeping and waking up at the last possible minute in order for me to get moving forward yeah, with my so day responsibility right and so um pulling back um on that like productivity and just giving a little cushion of time to uh begin my day in a way that brings more joy and so consciously bringing gratitude to the front of the table i feel like is non-negotiable Um, And it can be small or big. Um, And then for me, like when I move through my morning routine, um, the first thing I do is drop into my body. Um, I'll do a one-minute breathing exercise. Um, Once again, shout out to Headspace. I love Headspace. I utilize it so often. Um, And it's a app that has multiple different meditating options right Mm -hmm. and so I'll do a one minute breath work when I first wake up to get into my body and then um I'll go light a candle say hi to my animals um (laughs) just love them so much literally like Cora is my little kitty as soon as I wake up I'll just wherever she is if she hears somebody upstairs you just hear her little pitter patter of her paws she just comes find you it's so like, cute oh, you're like, no. she's like oh hello I've been waiting for <laughs> <Yes>. you <laughs> I love it so much you mentioned something that I wanted to expound on a little bit Ooh, okay yes so when you were talking about um you know as a mom like waking up like five minutes early that part is really hard, and I didn't do that for a really long time. Yeah. I really struggled um, setting an alarm clock. It was just like my babies woke me up when they were crying, like, okay, you know, time to get up now. Right. But I ended up changing. It was 
actually, when we started, when we started ITR, that's when I started a morning routine. Mm. And yep. I actually set an alarm for an hour before my kids would normally wake up. And I would spend the whole first hour of the day with myself. Right. And so for that reason, I really do, that was very helpful for me, like, starting the day like you start the day yeah. and you like are considering like your first conscious thought mm -hmm. that's immediately that's your morning routine starts immediately <laughs> <laughs> it's on you <laughs> mine wow. i like to, i am not I a like perfectionist <laughs> at all the moment you wake you up from the moment your eyes open bitches that's gratitude. when it begins <laughs> Fucking gratitude. I love it. I do oh, love that's it. Funny. But mine, I like kind of more meander around to it. Sure. So I like to get a cup of coffee going immediately. Yeah. And I have a Keurig machine now, but when I first started, I had to like boil water and then like do a pour over. Right. Um, so I start a coffee and then I do a 10 minute meditation. And that 10 minutes was through headspace guided meditations just learning how to observe my own thoughts and to become the observer right and that was game changing so that was like mm. boom this is how this is how i come into each day right by myself mm. and you know bringing a, an element of awareness into the day and that was that was game changing and yeah. that wasn't anything that I had done before that was very new to me I didn't know the lingo but it was something that like you had recommended and so right. I was like okay I'll try it out and I and now I'm like preach sister now I'm just like yes Shelby right <laughs> when Shelby talks about a morning routine get your notepad out and take <laughs> notes okay so um continue so okay what, what else about um like, when did you start? When did you start? I started mm. when we started ITR, but, like, when did you, like, become aware of, like, yeah. I need to be intentional about how I begin my day? Mm. Oh, good question. Uh, my, my like, self journey, like, of, like, my self-care uh, and, like, yeah, this entire healing journey all started from me starting a face routine. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. like a face washing. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was probably like when my morning routine started and it was these uh, little changes that snowballed into really big things. Um, but I was listening to, mm, who was it? Was it Louise Hay? Maybe it was Louise Hay. Um, and talking about the importance of how you start each day. Yeah. And is this um, that you can heal your life? Mm -hmm. okay. You can heal your life by Louise Hay, which absolutely changed my life. Yeah, um, healed my life. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that also too, it's been kind of talked about in like these little snippets, like this: how to care for yourself and how to add more. And um, so meditation. Um, I was just told by all of my mentors that. Getting it done in the morning is the easiest and sometimes the most beneficial. Yeah. Because it's like giving yourself the oxygen before going and trying to give somebody else theirs. Yeah. And so um, I really wanted to start meditating in the morning. And when I was doing my yoga teacher training, uh, we were introduced to morning pages, which is also uh, conscious free write. 
Um, and, and if you've ever, I, I don't know, um, but like when I was in high school, like in English or whatever, some of the exercise would be the teacher would put a five minute timer and it yeah. didn't matter what you wrote. It was just keep your hand writing. You could sit and write, um, a thousand times. And so when I was in my yoga teacher training, we did a spinoff of stream of consciousness writing, um, called morning pages and there, I forget who started it, but there's like a whole article that we wrote or that we read about the benefits of hand um, and pen connection and um, stream of consciousness writing and how it really can um, get us out of our logic and our thinking and into our right side, like our creativity mm. um, and our parasympathetic system. Yeah. And so the way that we did it and and what I would offer to any of our listeners who want to implement morning pages is just getting like a notebook, uh, like an eight and a half by 11 notebook um, that you would get for like a subject in school and um, just using the front and back of one page every morning. Yeah. So just write on the lined piece of paper on the front side and the back side. And when you meet the end of the bottom of the backside of the paper be finished um and if you want to add more I do three pages um if you want to add more than two you can I think that if you wanted to do one that's great I think if you wanted to do half a page that's fucking great um but getting some sort of writing uh has helped me a lot and when in the morning time I'm not fully like up in like my thinking brain all the way and so I love doing stream of consciousness in the morning Mm mm-hmm And sometimes if I do journal like more intentionally, like about like a a situation or if I'm like processing something, I'll usually journal like later in the day, like when my thoughts are like more about me. But in the morning time, um, I choose to do morning pages. Um, And then usually I'll, something that I would recommend um, for all of our listeners and even for you if you don't do this, is drink eight ounces of water as soon as you wake up oh just really? as quick as you can like okay n- not like not like a chugging the water as quick as you can but but I mean getting water into your system as quickly as you can once you wake up yeah. it actually helps signal um to all of your physical systems in your body uh that you're awake and it helps get your digestive oh. tract going yeah I actually think that yeah, water is life. And so getting a big glass of water mm. um, in my belly, just like starting my hydration. And I notice um, they say, they say, who is they? I don't know. Whoever they are, bring yourself forward because <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> the first thing that you go to in your day is what your body wants the rest of the day. So if you're first starting your day off and you're thinking of stressful scenarios or your whatever you're first consuming if it's social media or if it's water if it's meditation uh you naturally want to keep whatever that ball is rolling okay and so if you start your day with gratitude with water with connecting to your body mm-hmm. your um dopamine is going to want to come from that throughout the day yeah so throughout the day you're going to want to read more you're going to want to meditate more and vice versa. If you're smoking a bowl right when you wake up or you're consuming uh, social media, yeah. um, 
that's what your brain wants to keep going back to. So like your first dopamine hit of the day matters. Like oh, where wow. are you okay. getting your dopamine yeah. hit? Yeah. And so I think that if you can choose to uh, make it work for you, like whatever yeah. that like dopamine is, to have it work towards your ultimate goals, I think that like, yeah, I think that the power is in the morning routine for sure. Um, yeah. I think that's like, it's so powerful. So that is why I like being able to like start the day with just myself, mm-hmm. like before my kids are awake, um, because it gives me an opportunity to identify like what my needs are so that I can meet them. And I think when we go throughout our days pretending like we don't have needs or just being completely unaware of them or shoving them down, you know, they end up like leaking all over the place. Um, but being able to, to like set that, that time aside very first thing. And so, um, I think that that's been a big part of like, what's, what I feel like has changed inside of me as well. It's like being able to prioritize meeting my own needs. Mm -hmm. Um, but in order to do so, you kind of have to be aware of them. And like, I didn't even know, like, I didn't know what my needs were, but through meditation, through consistently showing up for myself, through like that routine of like the coffee, the sitting, the pondering, Mm. the journaling, um, and the dreaming. You want to know what? Like, I think that time Mm -hmm. by myself kind of like allowed me to like daydream a little bit. Like, what is my day going to look like? Like, why do I want my day to look like this? Like, where, what am I moving forward to? Like, it, it's like a moment to, like, reconnect with your why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, and that's valuable, bringing that into each day. You know? Yeah. But what I feel that you're touching on so strongly is that daydreaming, that yeah. that space. Yeah. And, and I think that if we could just zoom in to that little space and what – the flipping of that is is the rushedness of of never of never stopping mm-hmm. right yeah and I think that so many of us that's the morning that we're having I mean how many of us can mm-hmm. resonate with shit and that's your first yeah you know getting out yeah. of bed and like like that like, panic rush yes of like yeah. oh my gosh like I'm already late I'm already behind yeah don't get me wrong I still have days like that like I for sure still have days where um it's hectic but it's not the baseline of my mornings and that daydreaming space that like little bit of ease in the morning Mm -hmm. I think really makes a difference um throughout the day and and I I guess like I just want to touch on is that nobody is responsible in order to make your life easy or convenient or enjoyable Mm -hmm. the only person who's responsible for that is you yeah and that gets passed on to you somewhere between like childhood into like adolescence um and I think that we haven't humbled ourselves enough to say Mm -hmm. I don't exactly know what I need and I'm gonna feel a little stupid Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna figure it out yeah um, and so taking control of yourself and saying, I'm going to give myself that extra. Because some people might be thinking, I don't have time for that in the morning. Like, yeah. I don't have time to write 
two full length pages or to Mm. make myself a cup of coffee or to walk my dog. And I would say to you, try. Yeah. And and then notice, notice how your mornings change. Notice if you wake up and you do something that brings you joy, you know, Mm -hmm. for you, that's drinking a cup of coffee. For me, that's instant gratitude. (laughs) (laughs) To each their own. It's fine. But there's really like not a wrong thing. And if you do invite that just a little bit, okay, sorry. (laughs) Instant gratitude. Because, you know, how we do. Oh, my gosh. She goes hard, y'all. It's just intenseness everywhere. Like, I, like sometimes I'm like, I'm not an intense person. And then it's these little moments where I'm like, oh, you're telling me that your morning doesn't start the moment that your eyes open? Your first conscious thought of the day. You're like, and I am now like, conscious. Yeah, oh, 100%. I'm like, I frozen. Okay, anyways. Nobody is responsible for making that ease. And so if you experiment and you take a little bit of time to Mm -hmm. try something, only you will be able to judge if it worked or not. Yeah. Like there have there have been plenty of good intended advice that I have received over like how to start my day. Um, And I'll go back to being way young and being like, you just need to pray. Oh, yeah. You wake up and first thing you do is pray. And that... That that could be somebody's total saving grace in the morning. Yeah, not not for me. Um, and so I think that it's just saying, how can I like alchemize like my own inner magic and like what is joyful for me instead of sitting and batting away and being like, no, I don't want that. Okay, so maybe you're not saying a prayer in the morning. Maybe you're not saying... Uh, gratitude. Maybe you're not writing pages. Maybe you're not drinking coffee. Well, what are you doing then? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. And 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 listen. Let it let it drop into your own being. You know. I I agree because it's it has to be the thing that you need, and also like not being so attached to like okay, this is my morning routine now. This is what it's going to be forever. Like. Mm-hmm. As we evolve, as we change, as we learn, we grow, like we need different things, you know? And so yeah. being able, the point isn't to like create a checklist and check it off perfectly. The point is to meet the day the way that you desire to. Yeah. And so setting up the conditions that make it the the most likely that you will be able to achieve that. Right. You know? And so that includes going to bed earlier. And for right. me, that was like the kicker. Like I... Mm. I can meander my way into a late, late night very easily. Right. Um, and especially now, especially now, like 50% of the time, you know, I'm here alone. Yeah. Like I can get like watching a TV show. And you're naturally a night owl. So yeah. like you yeah. t- tend to Yeah, I can get stay energized. up late and then regret it in the morning and not, you know, not be able to you know, miss out on some of those opportunities that like actually really help me feel aligned as I begin the day. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I would encourage like, you know, and pr- like how much sleep do you think you get? Like it, if I don't get eight hours minimum, yeah, like, I'm not functioning. Yeah. Like I don't like I think people can can maybe operate on like five or six, but like not I said the cat. Yeah. <laughs> 
true. So true. Like I um I think that I'm a seven to nine hour sleeper. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll get ten hours of sleep if I'm really, really tired, and that's okay. That's but okay with me. If I get a lot of ten hour sleeps in a row, then I'm like sleeping too much. Okay. Like, um, but I'm also not sleeping enough if I'm only getting six hours. Like, yeah. that is not sufficient for me. Yeah. And I think that, I think science says that you can't oh, really? survive that. Yeah. Rest is huge. And I also think that we've been taught that, like, rest is a privilege. And I think that a lot of us are undoing and untangling mm-hmm. some of the yeah. messaging. Rest that is we, a requirement. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I don't think that that's, I think we logically understand that, um, but I don't know if we genuinely feel yeah. that. I was just meeting with Steven the other day and he was saying, was kind of calling me out on my like consistent like need of like the uppity up. And he broke it down to me in, um, cause I, I'm, I like breath. I like yoga. Right. So I really understand those analogies. And so he was like, well, the breath is not just the inhale. Yeah. Like the breath is also the exhale. And so like to illustrate it, he was like, I want you to breathe in, breathe in breathe in and then continuously breathe in breathe in until like I physically had to exhale and he's like see like no even if I'm telling you breathe in breathe in it doesn't matter what I'm telling you your body will naturally take that exhale Mm -hmm. so you can happily do it or you can be a prisoner to it and so I wonder if like some people can think of rest in that way of like you're, you will take rest. Like yeah. it is it is a requirement. It is a part of our um, biological need. Yeah. It's a cycle. Like we, a, a biological cycle that like mm-hmm. we live in. You will be escorted or you can willingly participate. Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned to willingly participate in rest. And that has been a mind fuck all on its own. Yeah. I mean, all on its yeah. own. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Same here. Yeah. Same here. And you know me. I was mm-hmm. Little Miss Busy Bee. Oh, yeah. Betty the Busy Bee. That was me. <laughs> yeah. I have a list. It's filling yeah. up the whole space. <laughs> yeah. All the shit to do today. 100. Yeah. And um, realizing how that made me feel mm-hmm. and and where that was taking me mm-hmm. and then consciously like taking things off of my plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. It makes you feel it's ballsy. Yeah. It is. I guess like the way that you wind down is a preparation for how you'll wake up. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Say more. Give an so, example. That's actually something I'm really working on is I don't know if I have like concrete evidence like within myself, but like I feel like I've nailed my morning routine so much that I'm now really trying to implement like a really – enjoyable wind down like yeah. for for like my night routine I yeah. um I can totally fall asleep on the couch and then Justin has to like wake me up and like take me to bed like that I'm like super <laughs> like I'm guilty of that and so I think like having like more intention of like how I'm getting into bed 
if I do something to prepare myself for the morning, like if, um, I don't know, what's something that I have to do in the morning sometimes? Like if you're going to come to my house and mm. you like get all your camera stuff set up. Exactly. Okay. So I would make sure that like my camera is charged the mm-hmm. night before. Yeah. That my SD cards are in my bag. That like my tripod yeah. is packed up. And then I set that by like the door or like in my bag. And so then in the morning when I snooze my alarm clock twice because I don't want to wake up then that 15 minutes or whatever it is that I feel like is lost or gone because I, you know, was a piece of shit and didn't wake up when I was supposed Mm to is now no big deal because, like... (laughs) sounds like... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, really? No, no, no. Say more about that. (laughs) Oh, like... um, If you hit the snooze, what are you telling yourself? Oh, maybe not, like, directly if I hit the snooze, but, like, mm-hmm. if, if I, like, drop, like, if I needed to be to your house at nine mm-hmm. and I was, like, snoozing my alarm clock and not getting there in time, yeah, my narrative is, <laughs> I don't even want to repeat it. <laughs> totally rude. I totally berate myself. You piece of shit. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. That's, oh, my goodness. It's intense. Yeah. There's that intensity. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, But I think that, like, Mine is more worrisome, by the way. <laughs> like, oh no, what will they think of me? Yeah, mine is just like worried. Mine is just like, oh no. <laughs> this is me. Oh no. Oh my gosh, no. Mine's immediate, like. Oh. Yeah. Mean. I'm mean. I'm mean to me. I'm working on that. I'm really worried about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm really working on it. <laughs> Just because, yeah, uh, I wouldn't think that about somebody else. But um, to what I was trying to say, though, is that it can alleviate some of those setbacks, those like stress points that we have in the morning Mm -hmm. is like those like preparations. And so I'm trying to implement that like, like prepping yourself setting yourself up for success yeah and I don't I'm not nailing that in my nighttime routine but I'm nailing that in like my weekly routine like I really feel that like um like this like idea of like the wind down is like really making me think of like when I do like my grocery order yeah or like something like that where it's like ugh, you don't want to do this prep beforehand but if I you know write my grocery list before I get to the grocery store then like what I purchase is more beneficial yeah and like actually helping me fiscally responsible yeah uh and and so that's kind of like how I'm like thinking like my nighttime routine will be like yeah. it's like gonna help in like yeah. that metaphorical way yeah make it yours because yeah. what's magical to me is not magical to you well <laughs> Maybe not directly to you, but, <laughs> but like, you know. There's a lot of overlap like, between yeah. the two. But yeah, the sentiment is that it has to be your routine. Right. It can't be like a routine that like is given to you. Right. You can try it. You can start with a template to like try to try some things on. Mm-hmm. But really what you're trying to do is, yeah, set yourself up for success. So like what do you need in order to be set up for success? I have immediate just judging as soon as oh, I'm... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm like... Think of me. I'm like kicked back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and so I'm like, worried about life. 
You are smoldering. I'm just like, did we? Here's what happens, Carissa. Okay. Is I notice this a lot with the podcast. And I'm wondering if it's because I care a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder, I wonder if it could be both. Like, I wonder if it could be, like, a good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Chances are. Because, like, I feel, like, a lot of my, like, I want this to, like, be so good. Mm-hmm. And then I think that that drive and, like, the desire. But then I think where I feel like it becomes bad is I do think that there's, like, a fear of, like, I want it to be so good. And then I have some sort of limiting belief around, Mm-hmm. what my wants are and like what those look like. Mm-hmm. And so then my perfectionism just starts like <laughs> <laughs> laser hyper focusing. Oh yeah, dude. Just like so hyper focusing that I start to be like, we probably shouldn't be talking about this. Nope. Nope. And I freak myself out mm-hmm. so badly. Like mm-hmm. I'm I, like, I, I freak myself out to the point yeah. where I'm like, I'm an idiot. The things that I'm sharing are idiots. <laughs> and then I think that it's like my fear of like, oh, well, if people are going to listen to this, then like yeah. it has to be yeah. like, it's, so it's like this like double-edged thing where it's like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I want to like put really good intention into it. And then it turns into, oh, but wait, oh my God, I'm cutting my own leg off. I'm like, we fucking suck. And then somebody goes, wow, I loved last week's episode. And I'm like, oh, just like blood splattered. I'm like, you did? What part did you like? I'm just holding up my foot. What part did you like? And then then somebody, all the parts that I was like freaked out about, I'm like, oh, we overshared on this or like whatever. And then somebody's like, I found the nectar in what you said in like sharing that. And then I'm like just eating my own fucking foot. Like 100%. And that's how I feel. Like, it just, it feels like this crazy ass yeah. pressure yeah. all the fucking time. <laughs> it's yeah. like an excitement. Yeah. It's like my body doesn't know. Okay, because what did, um, anxiety and excitement are the same energy. It's oh, just like yeah. in the way in which it's perceived. Yeah. So like, like when you're like, you know, at a Lizzo concert and like that yeah. feeling that you're expressing is that same energy as anxiety it's just different yeah and so um I feel like it just like it I take all of this like excitement and then it just turns to like rage and then it like somehow starts climbing up to like be good and and I'm just like it can be confusing my anxiety over like me Mm -hmm. and my performance Mm -hmm. it's so weird and I notice it I'm noticing a lot well, because I just found out I'm a perfectionist, remember? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. It, like, actually just literally jumped the fuck out, dude. And it was really... You're a perfectionist. <laughs> Seriously. And it's like, I'm like this, what? Yeah. And at first I was like, <laughs> funny. And then all of a sudden it's woken me up at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, I'm a perfectionist. it's actually been terrible I'm like oh this is all making sense but I'm starting to see my yeah um how that plays a role yeah like like the like um when it starts Mm -hmm. 
braiding itself in because it doesn't always start like that. Like mm-hmm. my ideas don't start off anxious. Mm-hmm. Like they, it start, you know, but somewhere that tricky little anxiety just starts to get yeah. like braided in it. And then, yeah. and then it's like, I can only see the red. It's like, yeah, you know, I, it's so weird. Okay. It's so okay. weird. Let's, let's work through this a little bit. I actually like this. So what, what story you're telling yourself? What is it that you're seeing that's red? Like, oh, I am a know-it-all or I don't, or I am, I don't know what I'm talking about. Is it the opposite? Someone's going to. Ooh, well, it's for sure that I'm not like interesting enough. Like why? Like. Oh, okay. So you think someone's going to think, oh, that was boring. Yeah. Like, um, yes. Uh. Well, because one time you said, um... Oh, shit. It was me? Oh, no. What, no, no, no. I'm but, the wound. No. <laughs> You're not the wound. <laughs> but what time you did say that, like, people are investing their time in us. Yeah, that's true. And, I like, like we're asking, like... Like... Give us your time. Listen to us. Yeah, like, we're asking people to give us their morning commute. Or mm-hmm. give us your space in your kitchen yeah. or in your headphones like and I never had oh, no. like pictured like um are like a sweet listener like with us in their ears like it was always like from my perspective it was always like from like my viewpoint of like mm-hmm. well it's me doing the like like from a me thing and so which I love like I actually think that we should be super considerate of mm-hmm. like who our listeners are and the community that we're building and the time that um, we're sharing with them. Like, I do think that is so important, but there is a driving factor in my anxiety of like, Oh no, like, was this worth it? Like, did, did we, um, am I good enough? Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Am I good enough? enough? Sure. Yes. Yes. Is good enough? Because I feel, am I interesting enough? Yeah. Because I feel good enough. Well, what would it mean if you were interesting? What would that mean about you if you were interesting enough? Was What does that mean about you when you're not well, interesting enough? Oh, well, I have a lot to say because I know that I'm not interesting. Okay. So, like, my, my, which, which is hilarious. What page do you want to hear? It is hilarious for me to hear that because mm. I might find you so incredibly interesting. Isn't it funny how like sometimes though like we can be like yeah. wait how what you think that's that what you stuff? think yeah and that's almost it's like it's like um I think it's so confusing trying to understand yourself yeah it's so easy for me to understand somebody else like yeah. to help be like I think that I think this is how everybody is. I think that's how we're wired. I think that's why we need to do stuff like this. Yes. So that like I can see you and in interpreting you, yes. I know myself better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like those have been the times where I've like found myself the most is when mm-hmm. somebody has been able to share an experience that they had. And it mm-hmm. might not be relevant to my life at all. Like mm-hmm. it could be about like, let's say you and your child's teacher, like Somebody I'm not even like that, that. That's not even relevant to me at all. But whatever it is that you're saying in that, it's like, oh, I'm reminded of myself with yeah. my husband mm-hmm. or with my. You find like, the feeling, and then you figure out, and then you see like, yeah. Okay, wait, hold the fuck on. 
Yes, because if the body keeps the score and it lives in our body, yeah. then what you're saying activates yeah. my body uh-huh. and I locate it inside of uh-huh. me. And I go, oh my gosh. I know what that feels like. I know like. what that feels like. Because when, and this is what I love. Okay, this is what I love about women and the time that they share together is have you noticed that often somebody will, let's say they're talking about like their birth story, like mm-hmm. giving yeah. birth to somebody. And then somebody else will start talking and it at first doesn't even feel like they're building onto the same conversation. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, my grandmother. And they go into this long story, but then it just ties yeah. the whole experience together. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's, um, yeah, like what you said, that's like what we're doing in in those like vulnerable exchanges with trusted sources is we're saying, Hey, I have this pain and somebody is saying, hold on, let me look. Oh, I found mine too. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. That's what it feels like. And then I wonder if it's, well, you actually might be able to speak about this because this is EMDR, Mm -hmm. like the going back into an experience or like Mm -hmm. an emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, help me understand how you rewire that memory to now be from like your present day self or to you finish the process so you get yourself out of survival mode so like if you you know if something traumatic happens to you and you like like your autonomic nervous system is like it stamps boom this is how we like this is the best way to handle this situation, right? Uh-huh. And so then every time you come up to that feeling, boom, the stamp hits, right? Right. And so, and so EMDR basically gets you to that moment, you know, where you're about to stamp and it creates a little window for you to actually like try to think of a different reason why that could like it it allows you the opportunity to reprocess with um using your prefrontal cortex because when you're in survival mode you're using your brainstem right? right so it allows you to reprocess a memory using your prefrontal cortex which allows you to finish processing the actual feeling so now your nervous system can it doesn't it's not going to go to that stamp every time it still mm. might have a tendency to want to pull to it, but you're going to have a window of tolerance where you can actually make a decision instead of automatically reacting to a situation because it's not going to it's not going to trigger that part of your brainstem because you processed it. You brought it all the way through to your prefrontal cortex. Okay, so uh, a, a feeling that we experience inside of our mm-hmm. body is meant to travel up through the brainstem and make its way mm-hmm. to that prefrontal cortex. Yeah. And then that that's like where the release is that's mm-hmm. like where our brain can the, then yeah the understanding of the situation the wisdom from the situation the okay. learning of the yeah like that's where you that's where all the the wisdom comes from okay that's where um, the learning process is completed sure okay that makes sense so it's not to say that like when we're conversating with a group of women that like we're participating or experiencing EMDR but but that process of EMDR is sometimes the same in the group of people where you walk to an emotion Mm -hmm. with the safety of others Mm -hmm. yeah and um 
hopefully that if it's something intense and traumatic, you do save that for your own benefit with, yeah. you know, like a health professional. Um, but in those moments where like you and I are doing, is this where we find those pieces of connection? Yeah. Is that like where we yeah. build that? Um, Cause I think that sometimes like I just get confused in my brain like when the weight on the other foot becomes stronger than where you've lived most of your life. Mm, You know, like if you've lived most of your life in a series of disconnect or a series of like dysregulation. Yeah. And we participate in healing conversations, vulnerable aspects, safe spaces. um, And we start to mindfully heal our nervous system I think that sometimes I'm like when does that weight go into the other I think maybe that's like where my oh, perfectionism and it it doesn't come. what happens is you so what the goal is to create a window of tolerance okay so you always feel that feeling Mm. you always have that tendency you always like oh I know like it's familiar but then when you get to like a certain place then you're like oh but I'm gonna do this instead Mm. okay so it's not that you won't it's that you choose yeah it becomes manageable and then Mm. and then you know a series of that and then you find yourself in a completely different place in life like now you're now you've changed your environment right like you had the capacity to change your environment through that modality right kind of cool that is i mean literally i'm living proof of it yeah i am literally in a completely different environment yeah and it for sure is emdr that has been like so impactful emdr shroom trips Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they but they they I feel like have a similar effect on me. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Um. Wow, we got really. Yeah, we like. So, when... how's your morning routine? Exactly. I'm wondering like what we got out of this. I'm Dude, like, okay, I we think, should probably. You know what? I um, think we should let everyone know um, a couple things. First of all, come for a conversation about a morning routine. Stay for. Uh, conversation of neuroscience right (laughs) um that would be our community our community would like that right uh also a few other disclaimers um we are not morning routine specialists Mm -mm. we are just offering morning routine advocates (laughs) yeah there we go like we're not we're not here claiming like hey we nailed this and we're Mm -mm. perfect at it we're here to say, well, we've tried this and the results are astounding. So, you know, do with that mm-hmm. what you may. And yeah. here are a few things that might be helpful for right. you to get started. Um, however, if you are a morning routine pro, let us know. Mm. Yeah. We want to know. Help us sister out. Yeah, help your girls out because... They out here asking.
I truly believe that that's where your power lies. I think your power lies in the morning. It's That's where your decision is. Like you decide if you're going to, and I, I don't know, you, I might get pushback. Like it's not like you can decide that you'll have a good day or a bad day, but your attitude and the lens that you are observing your life does matter. Mm-hmm. And so I think that Glennon Doyle gives a really good example in Untamed, how she's talking about, a popped tire. Yeah. Is this like ringing a bell for you? Like with her daughter, like she's in, like she has like a 15 year old daughter or something and she gets a popped tire. Yeah. And that is so inconvenient. But in that time when they were waiting for the, the tow truck driver to come or whatever, her daughter had opened up about some really personal things that were going on at school. And so she was like able to say, Oh, maybe this, bad incident of this popped tire opened up the opportunity for this like beautiful connection. Yeah. And I love that. I, I I think that that's such a beautiful perspective to have. And I think that it's the power of that perspective in your own choices of that, like a morning routine can really make or break for you. Like if you really showed up for yourself and you, um, have yourself charged up than a metaphorical popped tire, you might have a different attitude yeah. than um, than not. And I don't know. I don't really know the answer to that, but you'll never really know unless you try. And in my experience, like me trying to bring more ease, more joy, uh, more sustainability to my mornings uh, has exponentially shifted the way that I move throughout the day. So that's my promise to you so if you want wake yourself up drink a glass of water think of something happy drop into a mind body connection go for a walk um put your feet on your porch 